top shelf fantasy. All right. Podcast number 229. We got the week 11 here with us doing some start sits, sleepers, and a few buy low, sell high. I know we did that last podcast, but you got a few more guys out there that um, our guests want to talk about. Um, I'm the only one from Top Shelf here for this week, for this podcast, but um, I'm here with Derek Creighton and a new guest, Ryan Zek. Ryan, thank you for, for uh, joining us. Happy to be here. And Derek, whatever. Yeah, as always. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, podcast number 229, com. You got our Start Sits article up there. Uh, our players to buy and sell now. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Top Shelf, FNTSY. And don't forget, join Jock Market, promo code TSF. A 100% match up to $100. So, get into that now while it lasts. And um, watching the Thursday night game right now, it's what, uh, 14 to 14 to 9? 14 Mason, to 9, yeah. Mason Crosby finally hit a kick. Uh, I know he missed the extra point earlier, but yeah. um, good for him to, you know, you know, to do his job. That, that's always great. But uh, yeah, uh, news. We got into a lot of news in our last podcast last night. So not too much, but. Um, McCall Hartman, yeah, McCall Hartman's on the IR. I know we talked about that the last two weeks, how he missed the game last week. He had an admin injury. Didn't think too much about it. Like, oh, he's going to be missing practice, be back on Thursday. But he's on, he's on the IR. It's it's more severe than we, we, we thought. Juju did not practice again this week. I think we all saw the hit from week 10. I think <laughs> yeah. he's out at least a few weeks or at least one week. So... That just leaves MVS, who practiced in full today um, as the main guy with Kadarius Tony having another huge role in the offense. I mean, he looked great last week in 43% snap share. So Tony this week should be very, very fun. I'll save that for um, our starts and our buy lows and sell highs. But uh, other than that, CH still won't see the field, regardless of all these these injuries, which is too bad. But and. To, on the McCole Hardman point, uh, he's fully droppable now. I mean, that's four weeks from this week going forward. Like, so free up that roster spot. No need to keep him. He's not going to help in a playoff run. I think his role will be supplanted by MBS and Tony and maybe other people. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he's a full drop. Yeah, that's a good point because he was like wide receiver 24 or 25 mm-hmm. before the injury. He was playable. But, yeah, but you're right. Like, once he comes back, it's like, all right, Tony's now got the full offense behind him. So, yeah, yeah, it's tough to hold on for to a guy like that. Uh, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston's healthy, and he is, is now a backup once again. So, Andy Dalton remains a starter. Um, Best for Alvin Kamara. This is the if you're a Kamara owner, you're very happy about this. Kamara did not mesh well with James Winston, Andy Dalton. I think he his middle name is checked down. So I, I he's mean, gonna get the targets. I, I think he's just I think he's just their best chance 
to win. I think he's best for the Saints right now. I don't think that that team is good enough. And if they're going to win games, they need to focus on not making mistakes. Right. And yeah. Dalton is just way a way better game manager than Jameis Winston. He's going to take some shots downfield. He's going to make some silly mistakes, not necessarily in key moments, but they could be the deciding factor of the game. Um, so I, I think it, I think it just makes sense for for everybody all around. He's going to extend drives more and and at least at least run the offense the way the coach wants it. That's I think a good way to put it too. Yeah, I think um, the teams that kind of have built in wins every year like are the ones with good coaching and all those coaches do is limit mistakes. Like, it's just like, if you, you can win, you will win nearly every NFL football game. If you don't make a dumb mistake, the whole game, if you just wait right. and long, long enough for the other team to make mistakes, you can win. And Andy Dolan I mean, does that way better than, than James Winston. But we're, we're seeing that being put to use around the league right now. And Titans. Some, some of the best teams, I mean, San Francisco, Garoppolo, game manager, for yeah. the most part. Yeah, I was Daniel just going to say that. Yep. Daniel Jones. Yeah. Just game don't, manager don't and a half. <laughs> like, you, you, there's no way that you take a look at Daniel Jones' stat sheet this year and say he's on a seven and two football team. God, like, no. they're, they're two and they're two and they're two and seven. Like, there's right. no way with yeah, those numbers. And, and there's a difference uh, between NFL and fantasy for fantasy. Sure. Winston's going to get you way more points. And everyone's like, oh, like, Dalton's not get, getting points. Right. Tyler Heineke's not getting you points. But he's going to throw three touchdowns and four interceptions. Yes. They're right. going to win the game. They'll find a way. Like, like, Heineke beat the Eagles last week. He got six fantasy points. Horrible. But for the NFL, <laughs> that works. <laughs> like, like mm, that's right. the difference between that. Like, you, you go back to mm-hmm. Alex Smith being starter for so many years because he was the greatest game manager of all time oh yeah um in in more exciting news for fantasy uh the bills and browns moved to uh detroit lions stadium for the game on sunday at <laughs> one o'clock um, you, go, you go from weather so to literally crazy. an indoor stadium yeah. where it's, it's so crack meat. <laughs> like it's the best thing for every single bills player that you like they get him indoors and get him on turf. Winter is coming. Yeah, and I, I don't like fucking six, six foot. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of a six foot snowstorm before. Like they might get up to six feet in four this to one. six. I'm like, like well, like, what? At and we end. live in we live in winter too. Like we're in <laughs> yeah. Massachusetts, right? right. We're six feet. Like goddamn, we're legit <laughs> the, the north. Yeah, we're the north. We know this, but everyone's like, it'd be awesome to see. I'm like. Would it though? Like we saw the Patriots game last year with the Bills. Mount Jones threw yeah. for three times. And it was three just times. like every team just ran four times or three times and punted. And it was pretty much like who's ever gonna win is gonna kick a field goal. <laughs> like that's pretty, that's pretty much it. So for fantasy, you're happy. This is this is great. Like for Diggs, Amari Cooper, Chubb Hunt. Yeah, very good. And Singletary, and of course, a guy named Josh Allen. <laughs> And if like you were able to bet the over under, if you were able to bet the over, they probably didn't put the line up this week. But if you were able to get that over <laughs> when they thought there was going to be weather, and now it's <laughs> yes, <in the> <laughs> yeah, probably a nice line. Yep. Um, and Derek Henry just threw a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Austin Hooper it was a little. It was a running back pop pass. You know, the old Ladanian Tomlinson. 
Love it. This is awesome. Well, Derek Henry's got a few of those in his uh yeah. Yeah, well, people, last year too. Speaking of game managers, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill, yeah. He's been he was good last week too. Yeah, he was. Um in better news, Zeke should play. I mean, he's been limited upping his reps the last two weeks. So I know Pollard's done a fine job filling in, but I think the Cowboys do need Zeke. I know people think, you know, he's old, he's washed up, but I think Zeke's the better back there anyways, uh, even with his age. So if they want to win, they need to have Zeke healthy. Oh, I think for winning, for sure. But you need Zeke to do all the hard stuff so Pollard can do all the easy stuff. And that's kind of, unfortunately for Zeke owners, you're going to, he's going to play the harder fantasy game by playing like the the more difficult fan like actual nfl snaps but i think i mean that that anytime you can get a player like zeke back into your actual nfl team it's good it's a good week <laughs> yep um and stafford should be back this week as well with the uh concussion so they should just let him get surgery right like what are the rams doing <laughs> like if he gets I, another injury this year like he might just. I think. Up. I think this season is kind of done for them too. Like yeah, the point. only thing is the NFC is so weak. It, it is, bad. but they've they've the looked they've looked the like one yeah. of the worst teams in the NFC. Like every week, I was saying to myself, "All right, this is the week where they that offense figures it out," and it just doesn't happen. It, it's uh, it without Cooper Cup. I just don't know how they complete a third and seven ever again this year. Like right. when it is third and long and it's a clear throwing situation, I just don't know who the ball is going to and, or if anyone's going to be open and Matthew Zafford is going to take a bunch of hits that way. Right. So. And he hasn't looked like he's had chemistry with any other receiver on that team this year. Like the only, the only person, the only person that he can get anything going with is it cup. Yeah. And yeah. And they paid a, a-Rub a lot of money. Yeah, for a few <laughs> for a few more years. Bad yeah. contract. All right. Uh few I mean, is that is that up there for biggest? I mean, biggest bust of the season. A-Rub? I mean, that's that's sure. gotta be on the short list, right? Yeah, yeah I think Nazi's probably up Nazi's there. Probably the one. Uh Debo's up there too. I Kyle think. Pitts has been who? Kyle Debo and Pitts. Debo. Debo's been Debo's been like consistently like playing good football. And I think he's a few, like he's going to have a few blow up games by the end of the year. Like, cause he can just house an 80 yard touchdown. He just hasn't done it yet. Right. It's a lot of people to get the ball on that team though. Yeah. But Ayuk has looked good. They're going to work McCaffrey into that offense very heavily. Even watching, like watching the playoffs last year, you're, happy when Debo at least has five touches in the game. Like you got to get him at least eight. And like, I'm just saying there's going to be weeks where two of those touches end up in in the end zone. That's all. I I will say that I like, it's clear and evident that San Francisco just wants to have a bunch of utility tools that they can just figure out the perfect way to keep mixing that offense up. Yeah. And I will say that, the first week that they had McCaffrey there, obviously short week. He only got to practice with them for like four days. He was learning the playbook. They he looked they looked so much better together 
as yeah. a unit last week than they did that first week. So I, I mean, I don't and know. I think the, I think the is gonna game script and game plan is gonna matter a lot for who does well week to week in that San Fran right. offense. I think like and it's gonna be impossible for you to tell like from a fantasy standpoint. But like if Jimmy Garoppolo can't be a top fifteen quarterback with these weapons, he should retire. That's full stop. He should retire. Yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> he is like, yeah, it's the best offense, arguably the, I mean, in the entire league. The best yak the guy team just ever wins, though. Like, oh, I've never no, seen somebody but... look so mediocre all the time and still win games as often as he does. I mean, having that defense helps, but, you know, still, it's like you watch you, him and you're like, yeah, you, you always bet with the Niners in the playoffs. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I, I want a lot of money doing that. Yeah. Um, a few injury notes. Uh, Keen Allen is limited again. I think we go over this every single week. But Mike Williams as well. We kind of forgot about him. Like I think people just kind of just thought he was done for a while. But he was limited as well. Not sure he plays this week, but as a Mike Williams owner, you should be very happy at least mm. a week a week 12 return. Right. High ankle sprain coming back. I would say like the Chargers need him back so badly, but I just really hope they don't rush him back because we've seen Mike Williams just get injured a lot. And I think he plays injured a lot. And when he plays injured, he's not good for fantasy. (laughs) So like I would just rather him be fully healthy, like a high ankle sprain. I don't know if either of you have had high ankle sprain, but I had one in my life and I was in crutches. Like it's not fun. So I just hope that he's fully healthy by the time he gets back on the field. Yep. Uh, uh, D-Hop didn't practice today with a hammy, which is pretty scary because the hammy is the thing you need to to have to to run the routes he does. <laughs> and his, it's been <laughs> hamstrings. Important. Is it D-Hop's been hamstrings a lot over the last few years? I feel like I might be making this up. We might have to go check the tape on this, but. I think like when he's been injured, he's had those soft tissue injuries. Like last year he had a hammy, he had a hammy and then he hurt his ankle and then he was done. But he was like hurt all the first half of the season that he played last year. And I think it was hamstrings. So definitely keep an eye on that. But I'm sure you guys talked about this yesterday, but they're getting Hollywood Brown back too. And it looks like he's probably going to play. So I wonder, hopefully... Like they, they can take some pressure off the hop too if he is hurt, but right can be yeah. efficient. So they play on Monday, um, right. which sucks for D hop owners, for Kyler owners, and Marcus Brown. Yeah, owners. it's kind <laughs> of like set them all. You kind of have to, yeah. I mean, unless maybe comes, not Hopkins, but come Saturday, oh, yeah, you and they can't sit DeAndre if he plays. If he plays, no, no, it, no, it's but, Monday, right? He plays on Monday, so unless you have. Um, what's his name? Unless you have their, um, unless you have Rondell Moore, it's kind of hard to like. We gotta like kind of handcuff him. You could pick yeah, up Dorch pick up now. Pick, pick up Dorch, man. Dorch was good when he played. He's definitely a free agent. Like, Dorch. and if if both Hopkins and like, or if you have Hopkins and you need to drop someone out, at least Dorch will give you a few points. Get yeah, Dorch. I mean, and hopefully. Maybe Robbie Anderson can catch a pass. <laughs> He's got weird hair, man. He does. He does. He, he, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that that's the uh, the news, the injuries getting to our start sits. Uh, Derek, you want to take your start first? Sure. I'm gonna go with Cortland Sun, and I think uh, this kind of also is me kind of saying Russ Wilson and. Like, I don't feel really confident about starting either of these guys, but I think if there's a week where you think you can get right, it's against this Vegas defense. Uh, divisional game, like, the Denver could get back on track with a good offensive performance. I think when you look at later in the NFL season, one thing that I love to look for is, like, get right offensive games for fantasy players. And I think, like, this could be a get right game where Melvin Gordon has a good game, Russ is cooking and that means that Sutton's scoring. So that's like, I think if I own, if I, I don't own Sutton, I don't think in any week, but like, I think I feel confident in the start this week, even if he's borderline, I know he's been like really up or down, but I just think this is a get right game for Denver. I just, they can't be this bad. They're averaging like 15 points a game. It's embarrassing. Right. <laughs> I, you, you know, you're right. Like there's no way that they have a worse second half of the season than they did the first it's impossible right, <laughs> right. It, it, yeah it's i mean we talk about bust i think the entire denver offense is it, a bust denver Especially in general, Ru- as a whole russell wilson like i think oh, it, it, it comes down to russ over everyone like sutton's a bust sure but it's a quarterback that's getting yeah. the ball like you, right. you get it on the quarterback and christian watson just scored again yep He's that makes five touchdowns in two games. <laughs> I'm winning scored. some good money right now in jock market. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Zeki, you want to get to your start? Uh, my start was Paris Campbell. Um, I just like the way that he's looked this season. I think that, you know, a lot like, a lot like you were just talking about the Broncos, Matt, Matt Ryan is going to have a better second half of the season than he did first half of the season. I don't know if, you know, that's going to translate to more wins, but I think statistically they're going to, they're going to score more points in the second half of the season. That offense is going to be better. I've liked his chemistry with Matt Ryan when they have played together. Um, And I think that after this win this week and all the controversy that came around it, I like the way that that team came together as a whole to get that win. You know, they looked fired up on the sideline. They seemed like they wanted to be there. Mm. And uh, momentum is important in in this game. You know, maybe maybe it's not going to last the whole second half of the season, but I think for the next few weeks, we're going to see a bit of a surge from that team. Yeah, so I think that you can be a bad football coach, but be an interim coach and get a lot of success mm-hmm. by get, by getting your team together, just playing together. Like, I think we saw that in Las Vegas last year, right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, their head coach, Frank Richie something, Riccio, Rich, I forget his name. What, the intern that didn't yeah, get a intern, head coaching? Yeah, no, <laughs> Which he, is fucking he, insane. He didn't get a head coaching interview or a, like he got a special teams coordinator job for the Packers and their special teams is still bad. So I think like I, so like Saturday could be a good coach, could be a bad coach. I don't really know, but interim coaches, sometimes like you get a veteran team, like they have Matt Ryan, like, I think you're dead on Rye. Like that's like, this is like where teams can just catch a little heat, even if it's just three weeks, four weeks. Right. right. I think Paris Campbell's a good start. Yeah. We talked about that last night too. Like, Jeff Saturday got put in the 
best position for intern coach of a team, like mm-hmm. with JT and like, like on paper, well, the team's very, very good. Like all I got to do is use JT, which it did last week, had a fantastic week, RB one in the week and just go from there. Like it's that easy, not that easy, but and Saturday's a guy that I think people can like the, the players on the team can like get behind like, all right, this guy, was an unreal <laughs> offensive lineman for so many years, like for a, a long time, <laughs> for a very long time, a very like, long time. With it's, one of one of the yeah, it's respect most notoriously right with one of the most notoriously complex and intelligent quarterbacks in the history of the league. Yep, and he was a Colt. Like I, nice. I think that I think that matters to players. Like same it's like team. That, yep. Like he like the. I think one thing that we lose in fantasy when we talk about fantasy a lot is like at the end of the day, it's a team sport and like stupid little things like an ex Colt coming in to lead the Colts matters to guys for some reason. I don't know why we're built this way, but we are as, as guys. (laughs) But also it's, it's because as a player, like you can look at him, somebody who was successful in the league for a long time and won games. Like he knows what it looks like. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He knows what good what a good locker room looks like, and right? And what it, and what goes into it too. Yeah, yep. and like so, I, I don't know if you guys saw this pop up this week, but the the mic'd up moment of Peyton Manning yelling at Jeff Saturday to stop calling plays. I don't know if you saw this, but what is he, what does he say? Just snap the fucking ball. just just snap the just snap the fucking ball. Could call him fucking plays. And <laughs> it's but it's like like um the reason why i bring that up about like it being a team and stuff is like jeff saturday understands a pain man could yell and swear at him and stuff but they would still be brothers you know and like that's it's that's a type of stuff that good head coaches bring to teams and like that those little things they just they just make a difference yep. all right uh my start of the week is isaiah pacheco as much as this hurts as a ch fan you just got to look at the big picture and it, it, it is what it is. Like he's the starting early down back for the chiefs. CH got, I think was it four snaps last week, zero touches. McKinnon's going to be in the fold. He was last week as well, but they're facing, I believe wow, the, the chargers, the, the chargers. Yeah. it was one of the worst, the worst well, actually the third worst against opposing RB. So right. he had 16 carries last year for the last week for 82 yards. He lost a fumble. But the thing is he lost a fumble in the first drive and they did not pull him. Yeah. At all. They really didn't surprised by that. For me too. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, man. Like, but <laughs> no. Um, I mean, Andy Reid believes in him. <laughs> so if he can even get that um against the Chargers, I, I think, you know. There, you can find a way to even get more yards and probably a touchdown if the game script ends up being the Chiefs up a lot, which I think not a lot, but at least up. Um, I think Chiefs we should have, go. They haven't taken the gas of like pedal off in any of no. the games they've been up. They nope. run it. <laughs> so I think I think uh, Pacheco is a great one, and I think if you have McKinnon, you could probably start him too. You could start McKinnon as well. I, yeah. I think I, I mean Craig isn't on this podcast, but I think McKinnon is Craig's sleeper of the week, which makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, I think he's a great sleeper. I do think that they like. I think the line opened at like ten and a half, and the Chargers are home. So like the 
I think that the Chiefs are going to beat them by by like 14, man. I think they're going to stomp them. Yeah. Chargers, big surprising team this year, too. Yep. Hmm. Um, I'll get into my set. We'll just kind of go a little carousel. Uh, DeAndre Swift still started in, I think, 89% of leagues, which is our 80% of leagues, um, which I think is crazy. I think if if you are a Swift owner, you can't start him with confidence. It's kind of the same way as you being an AJ Dillon owner. You got to look at the guy the same way as AJ Dillon, but right, but you're not. But you should. Right. Um, it's a great comp. It is a great comp, but and you're like, oh, AJ Dillon is a bench guy. He's a cut guy. And if you're making that argument, you're doing the same thing for Swift, or, or you have to on paper. He's a third. He's a third back last two weeks. In that offense, Justin Jackson's getting more work than him. Sure, he he got a touchdown last week, six rushes for six yards. Not going to happen. Jamal Williams is the guy that is the lead back there. Swift is probably still banged up, and if he is, they're gonna you know use him the same way they've been using him the last three weeks, and that's thirty percent to twenty percent snap share. Uh, especially if this team is trying again, not trying to get the first seed but there's no point to put your your future out there to get hurt if you know you're not going to win games and make the playoffs so um he's a sit this week and it's uh more of if you can get to where it sells later but if you can sell him now off his name yeah do it do it in a heartbeat yeah i think like we under we all think that Jandre Swift is a very talented running back, but you have to sit him until the usage gets there. Like no matter what, you can be t- as you can be talented, you can be not talented, but we all know that fantasy is really driven just by opportunity. The opportunity is not there; you can't score. And that's <laughs> yeah. You you can't get six <laughs> carries a game, or oh, I think it was five last week or five the week before that. But yeah, it, it, it's. They're very, very scary. Uh, Zeki. He went from rip one last thing on Swift. He went from like steal of the year to potential bust, like bust. inside two weeks. It was pretty wild. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. All right. Go ahead, Ray. Um, my sit this week is Devante Smith. Um, I mean, a bunch of different reasons for that. I just don't think that the Eagles are going to have as good a second half for the the season this year. I think we're going to start to see them trend down a little bit, um, especially after, you know, facing adversity against the commanders. I mean, I know the commanders have played pretty well this year. They're five and five, but they're not a good team. You know, you you expect the Eagles to go in and, and kick their ass. That didn't happen at all. And AJ Brown is coming off of a week where he had one reception for seven yards. You know they're going to try to work him back into the offense this week. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta get your best players the ball, especially coming off of the loss. Um, you know, they've won all season mostly because AJ Brown has played well and he didn't this week. And you and you could see that in the offense. Um, how big of a factor he is. Uh, and Devontae just, I don't know, he can't catch the ball downfield. Like he's the only balls that he's catching. He's getting a lot of targets, but the only balls he's catching are the short, the short balls, and it's not a, a recipe for for fantasy production. 
Yeah, he's a tactician route runner. Right. I mean, he he can separate downfield, but I just think that they don't ask him to do it anymore with AJ Brown there because AJ Brown's just like right. He's AJ Brown, man. Like he's like one of the best at it. <laughs> he's he, you know he's really the better receiver. Yeah, I think you so. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's also my one of my sis of the week as well. Um. Has not caught over forty-four yards since week six. Oh wow. Um. <laughs> which is which is and like a big point about is AJ Brown had a bad week. It's one thing if he has a bad week and they win, sure, but. Like you said, they did. They did not win because AJ Brown had a bad week. <laughs> it's like that's how they win. Is AJ Brown having big, big week? If Devontae didn't catch a touchdown last week for thirty-nine yards and one score, he's nothing. So, great sit. Yeah. So I'll jump into my sit. So my sit of the week is Michael Pittman, and I still truly believe in the start of Paris Campbell. I just don't know why Pittman disappears in games and I just don't and I don't think it's like a chemistry issue with Matt Ryan either I think it's a Michael Pittman issue and until further notice I just can't really feel starting him unless like you can feel confident starting him as your third or fourth wide receiver I'm talking about where you drafted Michael Pittman like he's a full sit like and I think they they play the Eagles this week right so like the Eagles defense is really they're really good man right. Eagles defense go and get Hadam Kinsu for depth when he's like their fucking six best defensive lineman off the jump like that's how good that Eagles front is so I just like I feel like with Michael Pittman like he's just not going to be able to get those you know 10 yard digs or 15 yard ins like or like run his post stuff like so I just like until further notice until we see like hopefully the Colts can put it together and they can play more play action to get Pittman the ball. But I just think Paris Campbell's a safer play in Indianapolis going forward. So Michael Pittman's my sit this week. Um, it hurts me because I am a huge Michael Pittman fan. I have been since he came out of USC. Again, hasn't had over 58 yards since week six. I think he only has, he only has one, one touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. Yep. Totally. After that week one, it was like, oh, Pittman's arrived. And, and week one, and, going back to and, week and one. And he, pro- he abruptly left. Yeah. <laughs> week, week one was so deceiving, except for Miami receivers. Was but, not liking yes, the yes. vibes. Was yeah. not liking the vibes. <laughs> um, you want to get into your, your uh, sleepers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, sleeper. jump, I'll jump into my sleeper. So my sleeper here is Quez Watkins. So. Back to this Philadelphia Indianapolis Colts game. I think that I think that the Eagles are going to be fine this week, but I don't know if AJ Brown's truly healthy. And I think you saw Quez Watkins kind of pick it up in the second half last week um, and play pretty good. I think Quez Watkins was a pretty decent wide receiver, but he you can't help when your team goes out and drafts a Heisman winning wide receiver in Devontae. Smith and then brings in AJ Brown. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. it's just like really unfortunate for Quest. Well, that's when you're just like, what the hell? Like, like if if he was in <laughs> if he was in New England, he's competing for wide receiver one in in training camp. <laughs> you know, that's he could right. play with those guys. But uh, huge huge boat <laughs> of confidence, guys. You just went out <laughs> right. and drafted or got two wide receivers that are clearly better than me. 
And like if if AJ Brown's somewhat hobbled and he's on the field, there's just they have to they still are going to have to put attention to him and Devonta Smith and to that run game and Jalen Hurts. And I just think there's going to be someone that's going to receive for you know sixty plus yards. And if if or two wide receivers that will get sixty plus yards at least. And if AJ Brown is hurt, I think Quez Watkins is a good sleeper. If like you need to really make a dart throw, but I mean he's probably you know rated like in around 250 like player 250 right now or 200 so this is like a very deep 14 team week sleeper type of of sleeper <laughs> that's very very deep yeah he's deep <laughs> if he gets six points i think it's a hit in the sleeper that's that's what i was going for <laughs> six or seven points yeah it's fair uh <laughs> ryan you're a sleeper so far so good Oh, uh, well, mine w- was Christian Watson. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, I mean, obviously he's having a good day today, but I was p- picking him up in a couple of leagues earlier this week because so far this year, that is the only time, you know, that big game that he had that I've seen Aaron Rodgers look like Aaron Rodgers and, um, you know, creating a connection in any way, shape, or form that somewhat resembled the connections that he created with, you know, Greg Jennings and, and, um, Devon, Devonte Adams in the past, you know, I, I don't expect it to be the same thing, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And again, another guy that I just don't see having a worse second half of the season than, than his, his first half. And you're starting to see him pick it up a little bit and figure it out a little bit. I think that that chemistry can only get better. And I don't think that they're one of the teams that's given up on this season. So they're going to keep playing hard. Um, and if they can see some success in the next few weeks, then I think that that's a huge, a huge change um, there. I think, I think, one, I think the upside is just huge. Upside is huge. Out, yeah. If they can figure it out, that's going to be a, a dynamic the, change. I think. I think one thing that Rodgers has really been missing without Devontae Adams and his old wide receivers, like more than just like the peppering targets is like the, it's like the overall talent Oh, an overall talent is <laughs> it's kind of like freelancing downfield stuff. And I think like, if there's a wide receiver on that team, that's probably going to do that. I think Christian Watson could do that. Watching him just flat out run past safeties last week was, was impressive. Like He's speed, so athletic. Speed. Yeah. Right. Well, speed and athleticism is there. He made he made making separation look effortless. Yes. Which, you know, I mean, obviously he's not Antonio Brown, but you know, Antonio Brown obviously not the most athletic guy in the field. He just for some reason was really good at creating separation. Yeah. And I I see a little bit of that in Christian Watson when he's when he's running his routes. Um and he doesn't do anything fancy either. It just yeah. he knows he knows where to position himself and when you know it's just acceleration and deceleration right time to do it yeah you know you can just tell yeah that's yep. a good way of putting it like the the mix of acceleration deceleration is really like it like ability to turn with speed gives you that right stuff. his his timing his timing is is great. His in his first touchdown today, where where it's ten thirty five Eastern right now, um, 
his first touchdown today, I mean, he jumps over a guy and catches a football. That's just a kind of jump 50-50 ball. And you love to see guys be able to do that stuff all the time. Like, that's just like him being a better athlete than an NFL secondary guy. And so where's North Dakota State? Is that where Christian Watson's from? I think so. Yeah, something like that. All right. Uh, my sleeper of the week is Elijah Mitchell. First week back last week in week 10, uh, since week one, getting hurt in the first quarter or the second quarter, I believe, in week one. Yeah. Um, everyone was, you know, it sucks. CMC's there. Mitchell's going to come back, not even touch the field, be a great handcuff. Thought I thought the same thing, too. 18 carries for 89 yards last week in 35% snap share. He, he outplayed McCaffrey, he, in my opinion. He, running the ball, yeah. I running the ball, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, you, you watch McCaffrey run the ball and catch the ball. Like, he, he can do more than anyone else in the entire league. McCaffrey is a stud. I'm not taking this anything away from McCaffrey, but this is a team that loves to run the ball. This is why we've been kind of seeing that Debo the last two weeks has not done as well. And same with Kittle. Um, in he one of the two four, weeks, he had four carries too. <laughs> Kittle did no. Uh, Debo had Debo four did okay. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So uh, I, again, I, I I don't think it's gonna be a split backfield. I don't think anyone else of us three think that. But this is a team where I think you can start the RB two that you thought you could start in in the Green Bay offense. You thought you could start Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You couldn't. Mm. This is a team you you can do it. Mm. Um, A.J. Dillon getting nine points last week on his first week back is great. Arizona, decent against the run. But if Kyler doesn't play, this team's probably going to be up. And why not use Elijah Mitchell even more and rest CMC? I, I just think going forward, he's a... Decent flex play until you, until he kind of doesn't show you that. But he's the he's the top handcuff in all fantasy football. He's overtaken uh, Alexander Madison. So um, if he's available, pick him up. And if he's available, pick him up and start him in, in, in your flex. I've never not been impressed by watching Elijah Mitchell run the football. Like right. he's very good. I mean, I mean. It, he just injured all the time. Yeah. That's that's what sucked. If he wasn't hurt, it seems he's not there. But him the, now they have two legit running backs. That's how you win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, depth, right? Yep. All right. Um, I went through uh, by low, so high in my last podcast, but Dirk and Reiner knew here, so um. They get a few players that they're going to buy low and sell high. Derek, I'll start with you. Who are you selling? So selling is uh, Leonard Fournette for me. Um, Now, I've been pretty much a Lenny hater pretty much all year. (laughs) But, like, this is an eye test thing. I think the Bucs offense is better with Rashad White on the field. I don't know, like... I don't think that Rashad White is maybe better between the guards, but (laughs) 
but that's it. <laughs> like that's the only thing that Leonard Fournette does better than Richard White right now. I don't know if Leonard Fournette is still out of shape, but I don't think he looks. I think he looks bigger than he he's looked previously too. And I think like a half a step in the NFL is everything. And I just don't think Lenny has it this year. And like if Brady starts feeling like the Bucks offense ticks better with Rashard White on the field, Leonard Fournette is dead. <laughs> so like I, I just think like if you're a Leonard Fournette owner, selling him high now is good, or like do everything you can to go get Rashard White and protect yourself because I think that there's a cliff coming for Leonard Fournette. And like in di- in Dynasty specifically, like anything you can get for him. Like <laughs> God, anything you can get for him. I just late second. Like the, this is the like what Ryan was saying about the Pacheco thing. When you see Rashard White on the field, it's like, oh man, like he just he just pops. Like you yeah. just see it when it's you explosive. Watch the yeah. Explosiveness, yeah. So this is a half. Like uh, I think Rashard White is just better for that team and better at football right now than Wonder Fournette. Also, the the <laughs> hilarious like thing that he didn't have a. European passport to like four hours before they left for Germany. Four <laughs> hours. You have this schedule. Who's six, his agent? Oh, what I want to know before. is no, no, it's the agent. It's the agent. It's the right? agent. It's the agent. <laughs> and, and, so I don't know this and, whole story. Yeah, so, and, yeah. And, he almost didn't make the trip because he who, didn't have the passport. And, and who they play? They played uh, the Jaguars. No, not the Jaguars. Who they play in Germany? Because on oh my god, um. All right, well, will you guys talk about that passport thing? I'll, I'll look so, it up. So Leonard Fournette legit like secured his passport hours before the team plane left for Germany. And like the, the team plane left Seattle. later in the week. Seattle. That's but, Kenneth Walker didn't have his passport either. But how? Yeah. How did Kenneth they Walker. just make that happen? Because they're they rich and had money. No, no. You, no <laughs> right. You, like, right. Like, right you we gotta wait a month for our passports but they got it in four hours no you can pay a service to get a passport in a day but it's like a thousand dollars it's expensive like but there are services that can expedite passport stuff for you but really you find them. yeah but again like whenever you know all, these nfl players have like like a group of people that they hang out with every day they have agents they have business managers not one of them one of like, them like you hey, have a passport. You have a passport. Yeah. But also, Wetterford also not a rookie. You know, you expect this maybe from some of the younger guys in the NFL that like have never left their hometown, you know, or played right. played local college football. You know, he's also Fernet, what I would assume is a rich adult. He never like was like, hey, I should go to Italy. Well off. <laughs> not one. Like how- he didn't um, go to Canada. He didn't travel. Right. Like you didn't make like, it to Mexico. Like you have all this money. You've never gone on vacation out of the country. Like, I don't understand how <laughs> that is possible. It's insane. It's so insane. Yeah. I and, found the story amazing. And that's something that we, we haven't really talked about on podcasts. And, and, and like I said, Kenneth Walker was the exact same way going over there facing the Bucks. I think he, I think he got a couple of days before Fournette. Yeah. Fournette got, but like, again, well, Kenneth Walker's a rookie, right? So, like, he just made his money. Dude, he dude had I, his I don't, I just, you don't care. You got the how, schedule. How, Go fuck how are yeah, you? Okay, fair. Okay, that's so fair. And you don't have a passport. I don't understand how that happens in unless, this day and age. Unless their agent's Kanye is like, no, we don't need a passport. This is, this is all America. This is all Kanye. <laughs> no, well, no, it's just, it's just a passport. 
When her friend, <laughs> no, I'm gonna need the passport. <laughs> when her friend has been a millionaire for almost half a decade and hasn't left the country, right? Like, what <laughs> you've never gone on vacation out of the country? Like, where do you like you just hang out? You, you, when a ring got a massive incentive, go over to fucking Europe, man. Just do chilling so. in Tampa Bay 24 7, never uh, gonna leave, gonna stay vacation. here forever. <laughs> Vacations in the Poconos, like a peasant, like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Up to the White Mountains. Yeah, right? Clearly, he's gone to the Poconos. He's been to the Poconos. <laughs> all right. Um, well, let's just get back to the pockets. Um, <laughs> Zeki, who is your uh, sell high or or just sell in general? Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily. I don't think it would be. I mean, I guess it probably is con- controversial. Um, my sell high is DK Metcalf. Um, I am a, I'm actually a big DK fan. I like him a lot. I just have been watching him all season. I have him in a couple of leagues and he's very, very inconsistent. Even when he's on the field, it just doesn't look the same as it did with Russ. Um, and he's had a number of weeks under 50 yards where the only thing that saved him on the stat sheet was a touchdown. And that is not a recipe for fantasy success. And, you know, that was going to seem like Geno Smith hate. But, again, another guy that just – I'm still just not – I'm not bought in on his success this season so far. I just don't – I don't see that team having the same success the second half of the season as they did the first. And, and you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. They played – fantastic as a team well obviously well above expectations but again like there's a lot of teams in this league that have too much talent not to be better and there's a lot of teams in this league my giants included that don't have (laughs) enough talent to be as good as they are right now right yeah he has half of his games are under 50 yards this year right that cheap I was it's surprising because I like I thought he was having a better year like than he really is. He has one game over 100 yards. He had 149 right. in that game. Right. But but like you you know he's still been good for me fantasy wise. But every week I'm like, you know, you're watching the stat card as the game goes on, and if he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, you're like, I'm not getting anything from this yep, guy. Yeah, very TD dependent. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't, he's not a target monster, right? Nope. Like, so, like, it's not like, because, like, I think C.D. Lamb's a better, is a good example, because, like, he doesn't get a ton of targets, but his targets are so efficient that it's easier to start him week to week, even if he's not right. blowing up. But DK's targets are just, like, higher variable, more difficult plays right. that you make in a game, you know? He's, he's, always, not, he's always been a downfield guy he's making he's either making big plays or no plays at all yeah yep does they, not he also, run good routes in his career he was once carted off the field to take a shit Poop. Once in his career which is <laughs> one of another huge like hilarious football part and that was it this year again you can't blame him for that because Somebody decided to do it for him if they were like hey can you cart me to the bathroom I would be like no not carting Man, you to the bathroom. Go to the agent. There. <laughs> go to the agent. I mean, what what did you feed him before this game? 
I just crunch wrap supremes. Because <laughs> uh, DK is known also, I think, for eating candy. I think candy is like a thing for him too. So he's maybe. like a Marshall Lynch kind of thing, something right. like that yeah. kind of guy. He has some pretty out. hilarious stories. I mean, his Skittles. mouthpiece is a pacifier. What are, what are we expecting, right? He's not probably a normal guy. True. All right. Uh, guess get us some uh, bye guys, Derek. Who's your uh, bye bye bye? So who's your bye team? I guess. Yeah. Or, so my sell team and buy team is is the same, but it's more. I'm oh, yeah, more buying. Right. I'm buying the pass game of the Bucks, and I'm selling Leonard Fournette. Brady, Godwin, Mike Evans, but more Godwin. I just think that Godwin had an ACL ACL tear last year. I think he's getting more healthy. I think the Bucks are going to be way better in the second half. I think like since we've been playing fantasy football long enough, one thing that you see, and like Ryan's kind of hit on this a few times, is like first half versus second half stats regression and like and like coming back to a mean. Like so, like one of my like. And like I thought about also putting like for myself of like St- Stefan Diggs or uh, Tyreek Hill, mostly because like, I don't know if you think Tyreek's going to match his first half, that means that you think he's going to have 2,200 yards receiving. Like this, that's not happening. <laughs> like right. everything comes back to an average or to a mean. And I think like Brady Godwin, that means that they have more fantasy points left in the tank than they had in the first half of the season. And that's kind of where I think that this buy happens. I think the Bucks get drastically better right. and we might see them make a playoff run too. That and, well, that and, you know, like you said, that team is not going to win if they don't get Brady going. Yeah. And they're going to need, they're going to need to do that if they want a shot this season. So, I mean, I, I, I think you're, we're going to even see a significant drop in, in touches even more so than it already is. And I'm not just talking about the run game, the pass game too. Mm. They're going to try to get him going downfield a little bit more, um, taking some more chances because mm. the teams that really win at playoff time are the ones that aren't afraid to take shots downfield. I mean, yeah. the Ram- all the best. The Rams last year. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you just take a look at the teams that, you know, you – you watch that or you're just like, okay, yeah, like Seahawks are having a great season. Giants are having a great season, but everybody looks at Kansas city and Buffalo, like, like they're the teams to beat, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, and it's because their quarterbacks are not afraid to take shots downfield in crunch time. And you'll see teams in crunch time, like don't make a mistake. It's like, no, you can't, you can't do that. You got to figure out how to get your guys the ball downfield. If you want to, chance to make a playoff run right and you want playmakers to make plays right and like team at the end of the day i think godwin mike evans both still ballers and like godwin like i said is just getting healthier and healthier so like i just think that this bucks team like i cannot see brady just like leaving the nfl if he retires after this year and being a team that's 500 maybe revenge tour 2.0 next year Like the NFL needs to change a few rules, make it easier for Brady to play yeah, I, football again. I said it when they first announced the divorce. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to watch this guy in my five seasons. <laughs> he gets to choose where he goes next year again. It's going to be a whole event. Yeah, it is. He's going to bury his depression in the game of football. <laughs> Comes back to New England just to supplant Mac Jones. So 
Through his career. Only and to retire the next I'm season. Gone. Or he goes to San Fran to replace Jimmy Garoppolo one last time just to put the knife in his back one more time. Uh, all right. Um, Zeki, you're, uh, you're by. Um, mine was when he got traded because when this guy's on the field, uh, Kadarius Tony, when he's on the field, he is electric. I don't know why my Giants – had such a terrible relationship with him. Yeah. It was clear. <laughs> it was evident. It's never been explained. I don't have any closure. You'll never know. You'll never know I, what it is. I don't understand how we can go from being so excited about that pick to from, all of a sudden it looks like round. this guy doesn't even want to be here. Yeah, first round. When nothing of substantial what appears like importance happened, like nothing really happened. It just like... All of a sudden, they were like, hey, he's not really playing that much. We're not working him in. And then they're like, let's just get rid of him. We don't need him. They had him Kenny on Galladay. Kenny, Kenny Galladay, screw him. Kadarius yeah. Tony, screw him. We're going to go with these no-name guys, and we're going to win seven games this season. Let's go. Right. I mean, like, going, like, I just cannot explain that team. But anyways – Every time that guy was on the field and was actually getting worked into the to the game, he just looks so athletic. Like yeah. like like you were saying about Christian Watson, and he just is a playmaker. I don't know why you can just the eye test is there, and him with Patrick Mahomes, it's just it's super enticing, and he looks like he wants to be there. And Andy Reid. Right. And Andy Reid. I mean, it's the greatest place to go to in the NFL. Right. Like a guy that's like, oh, you all I need is a ball in my hand and I'll make anything work. Okay. That's easy (laughs) enough. Patrick Mo's like, okay. Okay. I can do that. He literally hopped for 10 yards into the end zone last week. (laughs) As a joke, like, this is how good I am. That's how good he is. Oh, I tripped. I tripped. I tripped. I tripped. I fell over again. I fell over. No, yeah. No, right into into the end zone. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't know how that. I don't know. I've never seen anything like that. Like, I, I was not expecting him to get traded at all. Yeah, I can't really think of like someone that was shelved for that long that got traded and immediately made an impact on a different team. Right. Like it, I it's weird. Sucks to be a Giants fan again, but yep, it's great. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, we get the right good. guys and we get we get what we think are the right guys in place and we're terrible. And then you we got decide your coach. We we decide not to do any of the things that most people would do, and all of a sudden we're seven and two. I and I'm gonna have a heart attack every week as soon as this eventually declines the way it's gonna. <laughs> yep. You've you've played you've played well enough to give Daniel Jones a second contract, which is the funniest. The funniest. This is what they this. do to me. I know they're gonna. I know they're gonna break my heart this season. <laughs> they're gonna. They're gonna t- they, like. And I even said it before the season. You guys were there. I'm like, I'm like, I, I just can't buy into this team. There's no way that Daniel Jones is the guy. It's not going right. to happen. And they just keep winning and winning. And I know that eventually they're going to shit the bed. And I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to be stuck with, with Daniel Jones again for another two years. 
I like, I have to see, do you want to guess what the NFL like QB franchise tag this year dollar value was? So like, cause they might have to tag him if they can't resign him to a long deal and they have no option at quarterback. The, no, the franchise right. tag was 29 million this year. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I, so I'm for, I'm foreseeing the potential that they decide not to sign Saquon and keep Daniel Jones when it should be the other way around. I'm just hoping that Saquon can keep it up enough for the rest of this season that that's not even a question yeah. next year. I mean, they just ran him 35 times in the last game. I, I think they I know, I know, so and it's looking, times. but but they're they're still winning. And then when they eventually start losing and they have to throw the ball more and right. everything yeah. just starts falling apart. Well, at least they have Kadaris Tony. Oh, wait, no, they traded Kadaris Tony. That's right. Damn it. That guy. All right. A great, great buy, though. I think Tony's a great buy. Oh, I, I, he's the start of my week this week. Great buy. I think he's going to one of those league winner kind of guys. Hopefully. Yep. All right. Uh, this podcast 229. Ryan, Derek, thank you so much for joining me. I was going to say us, but it's only me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fun as always. Yeah. Always a good day if you're talking football. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't want to talk we, football. We can talk about this for probably four or five hours and probably add to the podcast. We'll probably stay on and talk about it, the game anyways. But um, again, me, Derek, and Ryan, uh, thank you for joining in. Again, join Jock, Jock Market, 100% match up to $100. Top Shelf Fantasy, stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.